Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener supported. Click the donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Create your own band opening. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install, and use in the field. Visit LDGelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Yes, sir. Hello, it's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. You've met me at the intersection of life and amateur radio. I think I've got to an age now. Things are starting to turn. They're starting to turn a little bit. I remember turning 30, and my hippie friend and mentor, Pierre Robert from WMMR, sat me down and taught me about the Saturn return. He said, well, you know, to paraphrase, you're going to be turning 30. It's a time where you reflect on the first 30 and prepare for the next 30. Well, this year I've got a big one coming up, and I don't know. I just look at things. Here I am watching reruns of WKRP. Now, granted, I'm a radio guy, an audio guy, and that show had great writing and fun. You know, it actually looks like a radio station. Sure, Johnny Fever didn't put on his headset, but it was believable. You know, especially to the layperson, it looked like a radio station. So I enjoy that. I don't know when it comes on, but when it comes on, I, I can't really turn it off. And then I watched a, a rerun from 1993 of In Living Color, right? We had early Jim Carrey. Uh, what's his face? The other guy is there. Oh, spacing on his name right now. Won an Oscar for playing Ray Charles. God damn, told you I'm getting old. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, Tommy Davidson, and J-Lo. J-Lo, right? She was a fly girl. I'm doing the air parentheses. She was a fly girl. And actually, she was wearing more clothing in 1993 on television than she did a week or so ago on the uh, Grammys. Still beautiful. looks exactly the same in the face. Her hair was different. But creeping up on 50 years old, and I'm thinking to myself, and I watched the Grammys too. And she's up there doing a tribute to Motown. And, I'm, and I turned to my wife. I said, please, please keep, help her keep those clothes on. Ah, oh, damn. Ass out. Ass out. I'm like, when is, when is too old? I don't know what to say anymore. I, I want her to be confident to do whatever she needs to do. And she does. She has enough money to do whatever she wants to do. But doing a Motown tribute on the Grammys, I was like, ah, oh, you didn't have to do that. What am I talking about? This is the wrong show, right? 
But there you go. These are sort of my uh, confessions. My confessions. She's beautiful. Completely beautiful. I just question the wardrobes and why. Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How's everybody doing? You okay? Me? Ah, oh, thanks for asking. I'm hanging in there like a hare in a biscuit. You know, it's been cold here. And uh, cold just about everywhere. And... You know, it changes. We go from 63 degrees. I've said this almost every week. We've had one of these weird days, and my sinuses are getting a little jacked up right now. 63 degrees during the day, and at night we go down to 20 and then get three inches of snow. Just kind of the way it is right now. Just like multiple summers ago, I was calling this place New Seattle. It rained every day of the summer. It was nutty. So because of these temperatures, and I, I like when they stay locked in and we have a real winter. When uh, spring comes, we have a whole new series of things to think about. We like to get out and do the gardening, of course. But, you know, we start to think about, you know, storms and all the that can bring. Isn't all great. But right now, we sit in the home and uh, if you're like me, you're looking at things to do. You're cleaning up the shack. And right now I'm going in between the go box again. At one point I was like, you know what? I'll just take multiple boxes out there. I'm not going to. I just could not get the look I wanted within the rack mount itself. So I go back and forth. I'm trying different things. I'm using this industrial Velcro. And then when you're not happy with it, you know, you got to get in there and pull it out. It's a pain. I'm like, nope, nope. I'll just throw it here in this travel case. And um, I'm not taking my portable stuff out on the summit. So, yeah, when uh, your boy hits the portable operations, I'm taking a couple of boxes. I'd like to have a couple of things. And when I say boxes, you may know them better as, you know, these road cases, that kind of thing. I like to mount my gear, so I'm kind of at the point where if I could mount this rig, this radio, and I haven't found the proper mounts uh, for the 7300, and I've been looking around, I think I have something, and I'll talk about that probably next week. I'm going to try something out, and if it works, I'll be more than happy to pass along this information to you. I'm excited for the find. It's going to come down to how much does this way do I need to take a... You know, what do I need to load into this go box? But that's where I am in my head right now. And chasing parks, you know. I've been chasing parks, looking over at the go box, thinking, hmm, do you need that? Am I going to need a watt meter? Not really. Probably want to have a tuner because um, the antenna that I have that I use portable, it's great when it's up like 32, 35, 40 feet and up. It's great. But, you know, if I'm putting it on a 25-foot mast, it needs help, and I need to put a tuner in there. I need to um, think about where. So, I'm looking at, you know, is it a 4U box? Is it a 6U box we're going to go with here? And th these are first-world problems. But you know what? There's a lot going on in the world, and it's worth paying attention to what's happening and what you may need if you're out there providing support and help. Or if you need support and help, what do you have? So part of it is the aesthetic of it, but the majority of it is the functionality of it. What's going to be in my box here? 
That's what I do. I use a 7300 when I'm portable. I love that radio. I love the waterfall. And usually I'm out for rock-a-ra. I'm out for rock-a-ra. I pick up rock-a-ra over at the place and there we go. Come on, rock-a-ra. I'm out for recreational purposes. I'm not even really activating parks at this point. I want to. But I'll set up portable where I can. If I take a road trip, I want to have my stuff with me. You know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. So when I wasn't thinking about that, and I wasn't really obsessing about it, really. Okay, maybe I was just a little bit, but you know how we do. Chasing the parks. I enjoy that. It takes a lot of effort for people to go out and activate the parks. People do it in different ways. There is the Parks on the Air program. There is the Worldwide Flora and Fauna program. The one thing I'm confused about, really, is uploading the logs. I'm just not in it. I'm chasing, and it's very easy for me to chase, you know, the activation side of it. Still a little. When I do that, it'll be a show for sure. But good programs out there for you, people who like to go out and uh, be out in nature. And it's the hardcore folks right now who are doing it in the cold. I think many go out there and they sit in their car, you know, and uh, there's been some debate. I've read some debate about it. You know, should people be able to use? uh, Is it an activation if you just pull your ride up there and activate from within the park? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And maybe some of the diehards uh, believe you should be getting out, putting up a mast, hanging an antenna, then getting back or whatever. Different strokes for different folks, but I can tell you when it's cold, you probably want the warmth of your vehicle or you're going to use a little tar heel antenna and try to get out that way. At this point, I don't really have a strong opinion either way about activations because I don't do it. I have done it, you know. Put a team together. We activated the arch twice. First to activate the arch and last during the National Parks on the Air program. Loved it. And I enjoyed doing it with the team, too. The camaraderie that you find at a ham fest. You can get that when you activate, too. But many of these people are activating, you know, on their own. Or maybe they're a a couple. So you hear some rattling here. I got a badge around my neck. And I think I've got some hair growing and hitting my collar. Deal with it. You deal with an S9 noise floor on 160. You can deal with a little bit of scratchiness. Almost got a new one. Almost got a new one. We'll talk about that next. Whether you say 73 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, a color touchscreen, D-Star capability, RF direct sampling on 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, Dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation as well as dual watch and 100 watts max output power on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. Visit icomamerica.com backslash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. 
LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Kilo Zero, Stairway to Heaven, returning. That's right, and over the weekend I heard Rwanda. Station in Rwanda, he said, I'm going to be here about three more weeks and then they're going to move me. I don't know if he was doing military work and that sort of thing. It sounded like he had a wonderful station. And many calling, and I was one of them, man. I got myself tuned up. I dumped about a gallon in there. I know it's sexy to do things on, you know, 100 watts or less. But I needed Rwanda. And he was really loud. This was on 20 meters. Got myself set up, and I started calling. I really did, and everybody else was calling. And he was taking, you know, he was taking calls, and it was fine. And his signal was so strong. Rwanda. And then he was like, yeah, you know, I gotta, I'm got i going to take one more. I'm going to get out of here. And I thought, yeah, yeah, let me get a chance at this. And I was trying to catch his pattern. Sometimes we just jump right in there. And one of my early Elmers said, count to three. One, two, three, call. Because in the first three seconds there, you hear starts to thin out there after a while. And for a bit, he was taking loud stations up front. And I said, then, as he was getting on, I think he was getting a little tired, frankly. He was spending some time with the folks that he was talking to. It wasn't a quick five-niner and out. By the way, the uh, hit single, five-nine, five-nine, everybody, five-nine, five-nine, bounce with me is now number six on the UK charts. Very proud of that. Uh, hopefully it will provide some uh, earning here. We can keep going with the show. It's a great song. I'll play it for you soon. Anyway, Rwanda's on the line here, catching his pattern. Then I notice he's starting to take calls at the end. Like, you know, it gets thinner and you start to hear Yokohama and you're starting to pick out calls and then you'd hear the one November November at the end November November station go and I was like oh okay he's taking them at the end so as you're taking these calls listen for the pattern Many of these wankers are just out there calling. They're calling over top of you. They're calling over the station. They're calling over the QSO that's in play. He's calling people, but they're just continually calling. It makes us nuts. We're not going to freak out about it. Stay calm. Stay calm. It's just poor form. Just keep calling. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's calling someone back. What are you doing? He's now, he's in QSO, and you're still calling. Can you not hear him? What are you doing? What are you doing? So I made some calls late there and um, took the last one. And he's like, you know, I'll be back in uh, 
one hour. I'll be back in one hour. I'm thinking the time difference here is wacky. It's uh, early afternoon for me, but nighttime there, right? And I'm like, and I'm getting all giddy. It's like when you, you meet somebody and you want to talk to them on the phone. Let's go back to the call waiting. Remember that on the phone? You pick up the landline and click, click, click. Oops, somebody's calling. That was, man, that technology was cool. But those butterflies, you feel like, okay, one hour from now, maybe I'll make an appointment to come back. And there's so many questions. You know, could he hear me? Did you get a new haircut, Rwanda? Sure, we'll wait around an hour for you. You going to come back? Or like, really going to come back? Because I'll come back here. I'll meet you back here for sure. You want to do 20 meters? Uh, 20 meters sounds great. You sound great. You look great. Man, that signal's so strong. And I'm, I'm falling in love with Rwanda, the thought of it. Maybe I can call you tomorrow night, Rwanda. I mean, uh, you know, nighttime, it's your time, nighttime. My time's daytime. It's going to be Sunday here. Is it still Sunday where you are, my early afternoon? You know what I mean. Sorry. Are we going steady, Rwanda? I love you. You know, I get these feelings inside. Well, I came back an hour later, needless to say. Um, the station did not come back and... You know, Rwanda broke up with me, and and uh, one, you know, just couldn't put it on my DXCC. I'm gonna have to wait for Rwanda. I'm gonna have to wait. Now I've gone through all the emotions of love, and you know it feels better that way. And it goes to show you, look, even when you have an amplifier and you put 1,000 watts up in that samama, bitch, it doesn't always work for you. It doesn't always work out, and part of that courting. You know, if you will, to pardon the terminology, is uh, if I would have got it right away, I would have felt like uh, I got it next. So I think the chase, the chase, this whole courting of trying and getting it and, you know, a thousand watts couldn't get it done. Frankly, if you can't do it with 500 watts, you probably can't do it with a thousand watts. Am I right? I don't know. Am I right? I'm asking. Julian is uh, here. We're going to talk to Julian here in just a second. He's going to give us some more. Our special ops segments will continue. He's Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November. Uh, I consider him a friend of mine, a long-distance friend. I enjoy his work. And of all the YouTubers out there, that's who I watch. That's who I watch. Some have come and gone. Some are doing whatever they're doing, and they're kind of focused on what they're doing. Some are just out for likes. And uh, subscribers and the content's getting off. Guys, you know, need to tune them up a little bit because they're all talking about the same. But that's not my job to figure out what you're doing. I don't even know what I'm doing. So, but I know I'm the only one doing what I'm doing. And Julian is doing what he's doing. He's the only one out there doing it. We're talking grid down, off-grid communications. And we'll check in with Julian next. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. The new MFJ2100 is here. It's the Octopus Antenna Hub. It can turn your ham sticks into four fully balanced dipoles in minutes. You can mix and match any four HF, VHF, and UHF bands. Simply screw in, say, 80, 40, 20 meter ham sticks and a dual 2 meter 440 whip on opposite sides. Now you have an automatic band switching five band dipole. It works at any height, low for local NVIS and high for DX, and say at a fixed height, 20 or 30 feet, 
Use 80 meters for NVIS and 20 meters for low angle DX. It mounts on any mast up to one inch in diameter. You can use a fiberglass pole and a tripod and you're on the air. It's perfect for casual portable operation or if you have limited space, HOAs, you can take it to field day or camping. It has a single coax feed with a built-in ballon. And what's more, your ham sticks break down to four feet for easy storage. Visit mfjenterprises.com for more information about the Octopus Antenna Base, the MFJ2100. That's mfjenterprises.com. And Max Gain Systems, your source for fiberglass tube and rod, the perfect material for push-up mast, antenna building, and support projects. RF connectors and adapters. Highest quality at lowest prices. Visit them online at mgs4u.com. That's Mike, Golf, Sugar, the number four, the u.com. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. Hello, guys. This is Julian, Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November, for 100 Watts and a Wire. The last time I was here, I have to admit I was freaking out a bit while I was recording my segment, so I may have been rambling on a bit, uh, probably like I'm doing right now. Even with this nervousness, I'm really happy to be here on 100 Watts in a Wire, and I hope that you enjoy my segment. So today we're talking about portable power and building bridges. Now I know it may sound like I've lost my mind, you're thinking... uh, What the heck is he talking about building bridges? Uh, But bear with me for a moment. A few of the topics I like to talk about from time to time are emergency communications, uh, field communications, and grid-down preparedness. But have you ever wondered what the three of those topics have in common? Well, let's see if I can lead you into it. Uh, If we talk about MCOM or emergency communications, let's think about deploying as uh, was done in Puerto Rico for Hurricane Maria. We deploy amateur radio operators to the field, but we don't deploy them with portable power, for the most part. The real question is, why not? That's a rhetorical question, so you really don't have to answer it right now. Just bear with me for a moment. Every field radio operator understands the need for power in the field. We need to power our radios. If we're doing digital communications, we need to power our computers, our Raspberry Pi, our tablet, or whatever we're using. Um, This is the same for uh, people or operators in a grid-down disaster. Puerto Rico was a grid-down disaster. They didn't have power. They couldn't get communications in or out for quite some time. Emergency communications operators deployed in the field, they need power. Field radio operators need power. And of course, in a grid-down disaster for preparedness, we need power. For some reason, we seem to want to compartmentalize all of these things, even though we should be building bridges between them. In this regard, lightweight portable power should be the bridge between all of these isolated islands. Now, I use an emergency communications deployment as an extreme example because uh, radio operators on deployment need power right here, right now. They're rapidly deployed. They need to get uh, operating as quickly and efficiently as possible. Unfortunately, in a grid-down scenario, the biggest failure is the logistics of our deployment within the first 24 to 48 hours. 
So generally speaking, radio operators are sitting there twiddling their thumbs while waiting for someone to drop off a giant diesel-burning generator. Since the logistics of deploying a diesel-burning generator or getting grid power back up is usually the fell point, I propose we as amateur radio operators start to implement our own portable power solutions in the field. Now the field radio operators already know this. They've been stretching the limits of portable power for field communications for nearly a decade. So what's actually the point here? Well, the point is I'm trying to inspire you, at least some of you, to start building your own portable power solutions, to start using those solutions in emergency communications, building portable power modules that can fill the gap or build the bridge between the logistics fail, waiting for that diesel generator, and actually getting out into the field and being useful as quickly as possible on a deployment. From the preparedness perspective, I'd like to inspire other operators to build their own portable power solutions or buy them. It doesn't matter which one you choose to do. And set up your ham shacks to operate by default off-grid. Now, over the past couple of years, I've been able to demonstrate lightweight portable power using lithium-iron phosphate batteries. We started with lithium-ion batteries. We moved over to lithium-iron phosphates because they're a much better one-to-one uh, -one replacement or nearly one-to-one -one replacement for lead-acid batteries. Now, I know everyone's not going to build their own lithium-iron phosphate battery pack, and some people aren't even comfortable to do that. Like I said, you can go ahead and buy uh, the solutions if that's what you want to do. The point of this discussion is to inspire you to set up off-grid portable power for emergency communications, uh, off-grid power or battery backups for uh, personal preparedness so that your communications stay up even though your grid power at your home goes down. Once again, the field radio operators already have the experience of doing this. But we need to share that experience and bring other people, the emergency communications community and the preparedness communities together, sharing that knowledge and getting us all off grid. Now I'm going to close down my segment by telling you a story. I was having the same discussion with a buddy of mine a couple of years ago and we were talking about portable power and lithium batteries, lithium iron phosphate batteries and new battery technologies and chemistries. Anyway, I said to him, you know, you should also get your ham shack set up. And uh, he says, yeah, I agree, but it's really expensive. And I, I was confused about that, but I didn't press him on it. The point is, he called me, he says, hey, you should come over. And uh, I went to visit him and we went to his ham shack, a magnificent ham shack. And sitting there on the desk was this huge inverter. So he had taken his batteries, he had put together a DC system, and he had used an inverter to power his power supply to power his radio. At that point, I realized this discussion had gone terribly wrong. Well, I guess we can't win them all, you know? All right, so let's close down this segment. My hope is some of you will start to building or buying your own portable power solutions for emergency communications. That can be a power module for your go box. Uh, I'd like to see some of you building portable power or grid down battery backup sol uh, solutions for your ham shacks.
And I guess the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter if we're sitting there with a $1,000, $2,000, or $3,000 radio. It's absolutely useless if it doesn't have any power. With that, until next time, this is Julian, Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November, for 100 watts and a wire. My thanks to Julian. Our special ops segment will continue again next week. We'll take another look at satellites. Look, there's so many layers to this great amateur radio hobby and service. Many layers to this onion. Which ones are you passionate about? Maybe you are a correspondent for 100 watts and a wire. Maybe you want to teach us something. Quite frankly, I can't teach every... I'm still learning. I'm the seeker. I'm not out here pretending to teach you how to do things. I learn by making a lot of mistakes. Sometimes I get it right, but you know, look. I also need people around me who are passionate about other aspects of the hobby. What are you passionate about? Drop me a line. Let me know. We'll give it a shot. We'll see if it can work out for you. There must be something. Must be something. What are you doing up all night? 100 watts and a wire news. We'll see how these numbers come out of my mouth with my slight dyslexia. We've had 1% licensing growth in the last year. So we have 755,430 total. Now, 51% hold a technician license. That's 384,145. Next, generals. 175,949 generals. When you move to the extra class, you have 147,369. You see how they go? More technicians, a little bit less generals, a lot less, frankly. And then extras. So the advanced class and the novice class have been discontinued. So the numbers are dipping down there because people are dying, I imagine. In the advanced category, there's 39,607. There are 8,360 novice licenses out there. And here's one to pay attention to. So that we've got 31,576 new licenses, new FCC licenses in the past year. However, they're down a bit, 620 less than in 2017. So we can talk about that. We can look at those numbers, but I found those interesting. All right, I'm going to button things up for this week. Take care of yourselves and take care of your families. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.